for Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you on a Thursday afternoon, an icy Thursday afternoon here in the Mid-South with all of that winter weather we've had. It started off as snow, now it's turning into ice. Very dangerous outside on the roadways, even on the sidewalks. I mean, just trying to walk, um, a lot of people slipping and falling, uh, cars sliding, so definitely be safe out there if you are out and about. But like I said, you're with Sports Time for the next three hours. Bryant Dake is Brett Norsworthy with you. No Johnny Hill today. He'll be back tomorrow. Brett, how are you doing this afternoon? Brian, I'm doing well. Johnny down in South Haven, and it is for Ooh, keeps yeah. down there today. I, it, it may be the eye of the storm, mm-hmm. kind of down Highway 78, but it's a lot of eyes and a lot of storms uh, this morning. It was no doubt the worst of yeah. of any of the days. Not as cold, but that was the problem with the freezing rain and what appeared to be clear, mm-hmm. maybe was a good path. The last few days, you could be you could be injured on foot very quickly yeah. and in your car, and it was it was quite the ordeal for a lot of people, especially moving this morning. We don't have near the number of traffic issues and and accidents to report this morning that Greg and Eli had. Mm-hmm. But if we have anything that comes up, we will absolutely. And and not a first. I've seen it a time or two around here, but the very rare. For anybody in sports tonight, the Memphis Tigers play at home. The tenth ranked Memphis Tigers, winning the t- winners of ten in a row, they're playing at home. And and out of a lot of precaution, just mm-hmm. public service, they are advising. They are wishing for people not to come to the yep. game. Yeah, and, and it's you know, it's just very rare in in sports when you have the you know because that 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 ticket and those concessions oh, yeah. that. That, that, that's real money, but they are, and, and not only, I mentioned concessions, they're saying d- don't show, yeah. and limited, if any, concessions tonight, so, uh, but they would really prefer, yeah. you, you, you not be there tonight, and everybody, if you do decide to go, uh, abundance of, ca- of caution, mm-hmm. and be really careful, because all the, you know, it's gonna refreeze, and, Again, it, it looked like it, you know, it looks like it's clear and it's, it's not and you, you, you could be injured and you, you'd be at the orthopedist tomorrow morning. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I've heard uh, a lot of people seeing people fall while they're trying to walk around. Uh, John Johnny Radio earlier today was saying that he walked out of his house this morning and fell, and his back's all sore now. So, I mean, it, it really is dangerous out there. And you're right about the Tigers. That's a slow Thursday for Johnny well, Radio, yes, though. Yes, no, it Compounding down the steps uh, like certainly that. Certainly a slow Thursday for him. But, uh, <laughs> but you're right about the Tigers. I think um, the right move with, with how bad it is no out doubt. there. Um, the right move. But here's the... Uh, the official uh, tweet from um, Tiger Athletics. Tonight's uh, Memphis basketball game against South Florida will be played as scheduled at 6 p.m. airing on ESPN. Due to winter weather conditions, fans are encouraged to stay home and cheer the Tigers on ESPN. Information on exchanging tickets for tonight's game for a future game this season will be communicated by the Memphis ticket office in the coming day. So uh, if you can't make it tonight, um, and they're certainly advising you not to, you can still you know cash in on those tickets 
tickets for another game. And, and it goes on to say limited concessions. The band's not going to be there. Cheerleaders, dance team won't be performing. The in-game promotions are going to be very limited. So um, they are definitely trying everything they can um, to make sure uh, the Tiger fans are, are staying safe tonight. And just can understand all that. And I think very wise of the, the University of the Athletics Department, you know, under the direction of, of Laird Veach, that, 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 that smart. And tonight, just stay at home and enjoy. And it, it's quite the Memphis night on television tonight. Sure the Tigers is. with that, that six o'clock window. And then at nine o'clock on TNT will be the Grizzlies in Minnesota and, who would have ever believed our weather is more crummy than Minneapolis? <laughs> yeah, uh, I wouldn't have thought that. But you're right, Brett. It's it's a great setup tonight. I mean, you can you know get the game on ESPN at six o'clock. Dial in you know, a little after eight or so. Maybe get some food in you, and then get ready for uh, for Minnesota and uh, and get, the Grizzlies. That's right. Get get the fire right uh, inside in the fireplace. Get the that's right. Maybe maybe on the grill definitely. But how much chili do you think's been consumed oh, this Too much. week? <laughs> I, I've had a bunch myself. Yeah. Of course, I, I I could about make it a meal from how uh, every meal from Halloween to to Easter. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my chili consumption months. But yeah, just just stay in and enjoy and and be really careful mm-hmm. because this morning, just in a blink of an eye, when you you, you don't realize it, your 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 car is in a spin, yeah. and it was so much worse, and it always has been, and you know that's that's the thing about it about people. People that kind of pick at us about you know we freak out over a quarter of inch, mm-hmm. not not necessarily the snow that you know you had to be really careful Sunday night Monday morning you had to be really careful on all of it, but that when when that ice when when I mean just a little bit of it and you you you, you don't you don't know it you're, you're going to hit it until it, mm-hmm. it's too late. Yeah, no, and I think that's what kind of caught a lot of people off guard because, you know, a lot of people have been saying these last couple of days, okay, well, it's not, it's not real bad to drive on because it's just snow. And then overnight we get hit with that freezing rain. Um, and the road just become complete, a, a sheet of ice out there. And I think it caught a lot of people off guard this morning. I was watching, um, you know, the, the local news this morning while I was getting ready and they were showing a lot of videos of, of cars sliding and, and kind of, oh, it was just disaster. It, it was every demolition derby. Yeah, it, it really was. One of my buddies texted me and said he he was going uh, to pick his girlfriend up and uh, that he said there was you know a, a wreck on every block just because it, people just are everywhere. sliding around and, and, and don't know how to drive in and so um, definitely want to want to be safe out there I, I told you the story I, I can remember one time it got icy and we, at the building here, we had somebody kind of parked on the higher side, and, and the car slid. Well, that's terrifying. It's <laughs> yeah. a scary I mean, situation, and, and just real bad. And one year, about this time of year, I think a little bit later, more February, not much later, but Tigers were playing at the Pyramid early days of the Pyramid. I want to say against St. Louis U, mm-hmm. and like this, but but even worse with the freezing rain. And the pyramid looked like the world's largest igloo. <laughs> the, the outside of it, and and for me to get on on you know to take the exit up to get on the new bridge to get to Arkansas. I mean, it took like forty five minutes to get you know from the pyramid to you know calling myself on the the new bridge. And yeah, I I, I've been I've been stopped on every every. Slab of the new bridge going and coming. Yes, you have. Um, no, so yeah, it's it's definitely a mess out there. But uh, uh, even though they're advising people to stay home, a big game for the Tigers is it now tenth in the country, a top ten team looking to extend that winning streak, and and they'll go up against USF tonight.
Yeah, and, and I, you know, I'm not on on scary USF alert, but you know, all due respect and all that good stuff. But I'm not, I'm not that concerned about that game tonight. And I, I'll get to it in my my top story in, in a in a bit. But you know, the the net just begs you to go out and huh. blast a team like this. They do, and, and now I think you know we we've seen that that's how it works. I mean, you've gone out there, you've gotten wins, you've gotten good wins, but then you go out against Wichita State and you you blow them out, and and look, you, you know, you shoot up. In the net, and so you know, hopefully, uh, maybe the the Tigers will take a different approach to it and and start blowing teams out. Yeah, and and that that's what it, that's what it responds to. That's what it likes. I guess you you have to do it, and you know that that's hard to control as well. It's hard to you know want to leave guys in there uh, for too much longer. And got a you know got a big road trip this weekend. Yeah, a big one, and we talked about that yesterday. The the game this weekend, and then you uh, against Tulane down in New Orleans, and then you turn right around, and you got that week off, and and then you go to to UAB, and that's going to be a huge week off um, for the Tigers when you have those two back to back road games. And you know, Brett, think about last year. We were we were hoping this team would be all right on the road at, at Tulane to start the conference season on New Year's Day of all days, where the time you don't want to be a college head coach and have your team down in New Orleans uh, on New Year's Eve, but now they'll get them this weekend, and, and then they'll have that week off where they can really kind of dial things in before uh, a big road game against UAB. It won't be another time this year to have a week off. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's really going to get real after after uh, this week. We know how, how tricky conference schedules are for, for any team in the country, but you know to be able to you know play a couple games in conference and then get that week off I think is massive for the Tigers. And the Grizzlies in Minneapolis tonight at Minnesota, and the mm-hmm. start of I'd always tell I'd always call tell Rob Fisher this when we worked together for years. This is the overcoat, glove, ski cap uh-huh. road trip at Minnesota, at Chicago, at Toronto. Yeah, but now I mean, this week you need you need the overcoat and the gloves here. I mean, you you need it everywhere. But might no. even need it in Miami yeah. on Wednesday night. I mean, rec- record record lows down in Florida. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it uh, that road trip starts tonight, and and uh, the Timberwolves. We've seen how well they've been playing. Um, you know, one of the one of the better teams uh, in really all of basketball right now, and so it's going to be a challenge for these young guys. But one thing, and and you know, um, Keith Smith, we we talked a little bit about it with him yesterday, but I've seen him tweet it multiple times since all the injuries have started for this Grizzlies team, is these young guys are going to go out there and fight. They're not going to lay down and and just go away. You're going to see them playing their hardest. You're going to see them going out and trying to give their best game. And, and with this kind of tricky situation the Grizzlies find themselves in for injuries, that's what you want to see. You can go out and you can see what you have in these young guys. When do you think the next round of conference realignment will kick off? That's a it's a good question. I mean, I would say a couple years, but I think uh, the way it's been going, I would say next year. I had someone today in college sports, not not affiliated with Ole Miss, not even affiliated with the SEC, tell me that he thinks Virginia and North Carolina will become official members of the SEC soon. Really. And will start playing basketball as members of the SEC next year, like they Whoa. did at '92 Whoa. for Arkansas and South Carolina. They didn't they didn't merge in and play football right. un- until the '92 fall of '92. They played basketball in the '91 '92 season. Wow, that would be that would be crazy, Brad. Wouldn't it be? I mean, and those are two teams that. 
you really haven't heard much about in, in terms of realignment. And this person was telling me he thinks everybody in the ACC is is kind of waiting on that mm-hmm. first one yep. to really fight it, and Florida State yep. seems to be really close. And Clemson is, is waiting, mm-hmm. and there's a plan for the SEC to go to from 16 to 18. Wow. Wow, Brett, that uh... – that that blew that, that that blew my mind. I, I mean, that would just be that would be insane. I mean, it, it just really never ends. It, it, it and, never stops. And and, and are, as soon as you got to potentially eighteen, mm-hmm. you would be looking for two more. Absolutely, get to twenty. Yeah, absolutely, easily get and, to twenty well, and maybe have uh, five fourteen pod mm-hmm. set up type. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know how you would schedule basketball. It'd be impossible. It really would. I mean, unless you win a year that you you wouldn't play somebody in your league, I get you know. I guess that's how you'd have to go. I mean, we're already seeing the the not you know because true it, round. It would, lim- it would limit you so. Yeah. That's right. You know, it, it would limit you so much in, in scheduling. Uh, you know, even multi team events. You know, like mm-hmm. like around Thanksgiving holidays. Yeah, it, it really would. I, that's. That's where it gets tricky when you start talking about 20-team conferences and college basketball and scheduling and stuff. It gets tricky. But, Brett, I am glad you, you brought up conference realignment because, as as everybody knows, we're counting down the weeks until Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC. July 1. And, Brett, I'll be honest, I don't think Texas is going to survive in the SEC. After after what happened last night oh, um, so with, with Rodney Terry, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to survive in the SEC. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, Texas. You come in, you want to do horns up, fine. <laughs> but if the horns can go up, the horns can go down. That's right. Well, and we've, so on the football side, we've gotten where they, they, you know, whined so hard that it became a penalty in, in conference games in the Big 12 to throw horns down. And now in basketball, you've got Rodney Terry going through the handshake line, stopping every single UCF player individually and calling them classless for throwing horns down after their win. All right, that's when I think Johnny Dawkins and that staff steps up and said, don't say another word to my team. Got to. Got to. Nate Oates, you better never lay another hand on my player. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it gets to that. You don't talk to my player. Yeah. Yeah, and, and based on it, I don't know, and, and I, I didn't see what Johnny Dawkins, if anything, he said after the game. I don't think Johnny Dawkins knew about it until afterwards because he was, they were way past the head coaches shaking hands and he gets through and. and yeah, he, uh, he was getting down to walk on practice. He, I mean, he was. Why are you talking rough to those yeah, guys? Crazy. Come on, man. Uh, they're, they're just there. They're just, I mean, they're just helping out. I did yeah. see the best part of it was seeing Antoine Jones, uh, in the video that's going on. Our around. Antoine Jones. Our Antoine Jones, former Tiger Antoine Jones. Who is now uh, with UCF? Um, just always blows my mind that uh, that he is still playing college basketball. But it, I just don't think I don't think they're going to survive, Brett. I mean, I think the first time they go on the road in either. the SEC in football, you know, those student sections, every single person in the student section is going to have horns down, and they're just going to have to live with it. They they are, and everybody, you know, Texas, Texas is almost like Alabama. Mm. They get everybody's best shot. That's right. Now they don't have a trophy case like Alabama's. Mm-hmm. Not at but all. Th- but but they have that bravado, and, it, and it's been propped up so much and told that they you know are one of the all timers. Their first SEC road trip is to Nashville <laughs> to play Vandy. Well, <laughs> what's the second? Is that right? Let me go. So they <laughs> open at home against Colorado State, 
at Ann Arbor against Michigan, home against UTSA, home against UL Monroe, home against Mississippi State, wow. in Dallas against Oklahoma, in Austin against Georgia. They don't go on the road until October 26th to Nashville. Holy cow. And, and they'll have more fans there than Vanderbilt, sure. even when the stadium gets plated. Then open date November 9th at home against Florida. Their first real road trip is to Fayetteville. Holy cow. That is crazy. And I know how they'll receive it. Oh, yeah. It won't how be, they always have. Won't be pretty. No. And I, I, and the, the, the first let, the first letter starts is an H. Uh huh. Hate. Yes. 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 No, that will be a lot of fun, but that's crazy. Crazy schedule. Also, I have this video just, uh, Really, only two tough road trips that they really, in College I, that's, Station. That's crazy. I, I haven't looked at their schedule that closely, but that is that is surprising. I have this uh, the video of, of Rodney Terry getting getting mad at the all the players for UCF, and it's just running on a loop right now on my computer. And I'm just noticing. I've probably watched this video thirty times over the last twenty four hours. Just noticing right behind Rodney Terry, Frank Haith, because now he's assistant at Our Frank at, Haith. at Texas. So a lot of Memphis flavor yeah. in there in the in the handshake lines between Texas and UCF. Which Rodney Rod Terry very fortunate to, got, to get oh, that yeah. job permanently. Oh, yeah. And you know the people out there last year, you know, hire Rodney Terry now. Rodney Terry deserves this job. It, oh, you can't listen to that yeah. in the heat of the moment. Yeah. He was a disaster at UTEP. Yeah, and he's really struggling right now at uh, at Texas. The, the, and they'll be hiring a coach this time next year. Yeah, they will. I, I think you're right about that. Well, let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Uh, 3.30, we're going to talk Tigers versus USF tonight, 6 o'clock. It is on ESPN, the ESPN game. I was reminded a hundred times, um, kind of surprised me because usually a game like this you'd think on ESPN Plus. Um, but Jay Billis last night doing the the reads over and over and over again during U USC in Arizona that Memphis tonight on ESPN. It was fun to hear uh, because you don't usually hear the Tigers uh, in a read like that. And Jay Billis talking uh, talking pretty favorably about the Tigers. We'll also have to get to Tiger bankroll in our next segment. Where are we planning at, Brett? Eleven and a half. 11 and a half. All right, 11 That's the and number. a half right now. Tigers favored over USF, so we'll do that in our next segment. 345, we'll get to Grizzlies talk as they've got Minnesota on the road tonight. That game on TNT tonight at 9 o'clock. 4 o'clock, Greg Gaston will join us to talk Tigers. 430, we're going to get to some NFL talk and make our straight-up picks for the weekend slate and also talk some other news uh, in the NFL with the playoffs continuing to roll along. Uh, at 4, 4, uh, 4.45, we get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Kevin Sweeney from CBB Central and Sports Illustrated will join us to talk some college basketball. 5.30, we get to what's trending. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. Get over there for the floor model sale. All floor model patio sets are priced to move. Wicker sofa set under $2,000. Close out patio cushions as low as $25. Pool tables under $1,500. Theater seating under $2,000. Four-person hot tubs now under $5,000. Infrared and traditional steam saunas 25% off. Get ready for summer and purchase your above Above ground pool now to get first in line for installation. Special financing, it's still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Brian, you know, I told you, always in this cold weather, try to remember that hot Friday out at the golf oh, tournament. Oh, yeah. 
Kind of seems a long time ago, doesn't it? It sure does. (laughs) With with this week that we have. We are Sports Time. It's Brian and Brett. We're with you until 6 o'clock right before the Tigers tip downtown against USF. And, again, the Tigers are... Are, warn, are alerting everyone, please don't go. Don't try to go tonight. Just watch on TV. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Give them a call at 901-334-9673. The one and only Lexus dealership in town with great offers on all models and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary First and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking and driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day is the 10th-ranked Tigers in action tonight at home against USF. Another road game for the Tigers at home, and for the most part, the road slate or, road, or excuse me, the conference slate has been pretty tricky for the Tigers. A lot of close games, a lot of nail biters. We've had two buzzer beaters, one game go to overtime where the Tigers uh, kind of separated themselves against UTSA, but the last game. On the road in Wichita, they really showed what they can do. A blowout win over the Shockers. Can that? Can they bring that back to Memphis against USF tonight? We know Jaquan Walton, his ties to Wichita, playing the last couple of years there before transferring to Memphis. He really feels comfortable in that gym. He had a great game, 23 points. Points, knocked down a ton of three-pointers. Can he carry that back home to Memphis tonight against USF? I'm not worried about this game tonight. I think Tigers should handle the Bulls. But what Tiger team will we get? Will we get the team that comes out, starts the game slow, and, and it's you know everyone's kind of wondering what happens to this game midway through the second half? Or do we get the Tigers that showed up against Wichita State in the second half? Because a lot of people forget that game was really close, really back-and-forth game in the first half before the Tigers came out in the second half and really asserted their dominance can we get that tiger team or will we get this tiger team that has made a lot of these conference games close yeah and it will be bring your own motivation because the crowd uh is is encouraged to be sparse and it will be and it should be for safety's sake that's my top story the tigers at 40 in the net versus usf at 141 in the net the net loves blowouts they love covering the spread just win and improve the tigers are one behind Texas Tech in the net. Texas Tech's at 39, and they're one ahead of Grand Canyon at 41. The Tigers need A&M, Arkansas, Michigan, and Clemson to start winning some games, while at the same time, simultaneously, they need to be going about 15-3 and three or 16-2 and two in the AAC. 14-4 and four in league play would be devastating to, to an NC tournament seed. Would be in but the seed would be very difficult. After tonight, would be five and zero. Yeah. Well, you can't get to eighteen and zero unless you start five and zero. Now I know it; it hadn't hadn't played against FAU either there or here yet. But you're kind of seeing what this conference is made of. Kind of want to see North Texas a little bit. Road at UAB, but I think we know what this conference is about. It's Memphis and FAU, 
And, you know, if, even if they lost both of them, that would be 16-2, and two, and I don't think they will. No, I don't think so either. I love the Grand Canyon reference, Brett. Bryce Drew doing his thing over there. Scott Drew's brother, a good program over there at uh, Grand Canyon. Not top story of the day. Well, Brett, my not top story of the day we got uh, the the official word last night that Mike McCarthy is not <laughs> going execution anywhere. From the governor. He's staying with the Cowboys. Uh, uh, obviously, Cowboy fans have been uh, pretty split on this decision. I saw um, it's, it's either a slow day or we think too much alike because I've got that too. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Brett. Well, I, you had to know me being a Cowboy fan yeah. that that was going to be somewhere, whether it's top or not top story. I got or my at tissue the still. With, uh, I still got well, my tissue. I might need him. Uh, it was funny because right after um, the, it was kind of announced that he would remain the head coach going into next year, I saw like three Dallas Cowboy reporters all like at the same time tweet out, this was the right move, this was the right call. And so I think they expected the, the, the kind of pushback from Cowboys fans and they wanted to try to get out in front of it and, and kind of protect the head coach. Well, they've coach. got to keep an avenue of access Ab- Absolutely. Too. And so, so they, it seemed like they were kind of doing damage control last night after it was official. But what does this mean? Mike McCarthy has, has definitely shown um, that in the regular season, he is a good coach. This team has been really, really good in the regular season. They've had a great offense under him calling plays now, but... It's the postseason. It's what Dallas Cowboy fans like myself have come to learn. It's always going to be a disappointment in the postseason. Will that change? Because now he's on notice. He got to keep his job this year. Next year, if we have the same thing, at early exit in the wild card, Jerry Jones will not be this nice, and the Cowboys will be looking for a new coach. You're, you're exactly right, Brian. My, it's my not top story. It's Mike McCarthy. He's staying as head coach, but you can start counting the days down. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's around a year from today because, you know, what, what's going to be the stated goal? What What's the goal? It, 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 it's not at Valley Ranch anymore. It's the star at Cowboys headquarters. What is it? And also this, don't dare start 0-3. No. 0-2 could be shaky. Yeah, no. 0-1 will be loud. Don't be four and five. Don't be six and eight. You better win twelve again. You better win the NFC East. Host a home playoff game. Yep. Need to win that one. NFC Championship game, preferably host that one. Yeah. Yeah. No prayer of him being Cowboys coach a year from now. None. Mm, yeah. I mean, everything he does, Brett, from now until playoffs oh, next year, everything is going to be looked at through a through a through. I mean, through everything. I mean. And, it's, and what I sure don't want it, but you know, Dak was very, very healthy this yeah. year. Ugh. What, what if that's not the case next year? Well, that's a, it's a really good point, and it's it's something to keep an eye on. I think everything that won't, that wouldn't save him. No. I mean, if Dak no. went down, he had to play the backup, uh, mm-hmm. had to start the backup mm-hmm. for fifteen games. That won't save him. I don't think so. No, I think I think the first opportunity, uh, the first thing that goes sideways, um, the Cowboys will be looking for a, for a new coach. I think uh, it was huge that he was able to keep. You know, his I don't job. notice Jones on the sideline like he did as a younger yeah. man owner. Yeah, no, I you don't you don't see him down on the field as much. He he usually but we get every booth shot. Oh yeah, you get man as many as you want during a game. They're always throwing it up. When to you booth. could you could read Lip Sunday. Oh, I knew what yes, one of the could. sayings oh, was. Man, you, it was not a happy uh, not a happy box on Sunday uh, down in Dallas. But let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we return, we got to talk about the Tigers. Their game tonight against USF. We'll also get to Tiger bankroll. That's next on Sports Time. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio 
for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. And the Tigers ranked 10th in the country with the nation's fourth longest active winning streak at 10 games. They're back in action tonight at home against South Florida. South Florida, they're entering tonight winning their last game against Rice. Uh, their last uh, loss against UAB came a week ago. Um, so they've, they've been winning, but uh, haven't been playing a, a ton of really super high-quality opponents. Brett, what are you looking for tonight for the Tigers in this game? To get out on them early, mm-hmm. South Florida, out of town in these crummy conditions, it, it you know it'll be a lack of inspiration for yeah. them with the modest crowd mm-hmm. that's being encouraged tonight for them. So get on get on top of them early, yeah. pl- play a lot of people, and and really you know just kind of kind of try to impress the net and and win big. South Florida's win of the year was against Florida State, mm-hmm. and and you, you you think back, Florida State. Has had some scuffles this year. Now, right now, third in the ACC. Leonard yeah. Hamilton's team playing a lot better of late. South Florida not only got them, but blasted them, beat them 16 in the early part of the year. Worst loss to Maine, non-conference common opponent. I only see one, and that was Alabama State. Mm-hmm. And they beat Alabama State by three, and the Tigers handled Alabama State uh, uh, really easily, beat them, beat them 17. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. That Florida State win a good win for them. Florida State, you know, really kind of kind of struggled at the beginning of the season, but have really turned things around. But a good win for USF that started um, what has become seven of their last games uh, as wins. Uh, that one loss being UAB that was two games ago uh, on the road. So you know they have been playing winning basketball. Um, it's just kind of that level of opponents. They haven't been playing the toughest opponents. Now they'll face a real test against Memphis when you're. Uh, I've got their Kim Palm pulled up right now, and uh, before playing Memphis, the the highest team they've played in terms of Kim Palm ranks was Florida State, who is 79th. Um, and uh, before that, I think the highest 98th. So you know they've been playing a lot of uh, you know mid majors, low mid major opponents this year. Now they have been picking up those wins, but this will certainly be the biggest test for them of the season. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, I mentioned non conference mutual opponents. They haven't had a conference mutual opponent no. team. South Florida played. The Tigers haven't run into yet, but will their guards have to play out of their minds? And and you know if you make. Eight, nine, ten threes, and you have seven, eight, nine turnovers all night. You you can keep it scary. You can keep yeah. it interesting. No, you're you're absolutely right. And they've got you know some some good guards on this team, but they would have to play you know their A plus plus game tonight 
for USF and and uh, Chris Youngblood, their leading scorer right now. He's played really well, you know, averaging almost 15 points a game. Um, Selton Miguel also averaging almost 15 points a game. So, you know, those are guys that you've definitely got to keep an eye on. But, you know, this has been a, a team, uh, the Tigers have been, that their perimeter defense has been probably um, the biggest flaw for them. And this isn't a, a USF team that shoots the ball um, super well from three. And so I think that definitely gives the Tigers a big advantage. Yeah, and Tigers need to get back to what had been the calling card for mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway in his head coaching tenure at Memphis, and that's defense. Even against Wichita State, and they scored 112, but gave up 86, gave up 101 in overtime to Texas San Antonio, and if it hadn't have been for that defense, would not have defeated SMU yeah. when holding them to 59. So they, they need to get back to the defensive first, not just tendencies, kind of the overt a uh, uh, mission statement of of Penny Hardaway's teams at Memphis. Yeah, it's, it's been D. No, you're you're right, and and you know, good point by you bringing up these last two games because I think you know that is kind of concerning. I mean, even though you hung 112 against Wichita State, giving up 86 points is concerning. The game before that, I know it went to overtime, but still 101 points um, is very concerning. And so I think that's something to keep an eye on is against this USF team that averages, I I looked it up earlier, I think they average about 76 points per game. Uh, Yeah, 76.4 points per game. You know, can you limit them to about 65 points tonight and really kind of dominate defensively? And the, and the most important thing in, in the last two is, is win. That, that is, that is the, that is the, the thing to do. And that's what gets the Nets attention, yes. especially at home. And if the, the bigger you win and like that, like that on Sunday, really impressive. Already the 18th game of the year, more than, more than halfway for regular season play. And, you know, you add in three down at Dickey's Arena and, at least two or three in the NCAA tournament, you're, you're getting up around 30, 36, 37 mm-hmm. games. So it just goes to show you just how long the, the season is. Tonight, the Tigers are 11 and a half point favorite over South Florida. This year, the Tigers 15 and two record wise, seven and 10 against the point spread this year. And it, it, it's, it's been hard to catch up with them for us. Mm-hmm. I am eight and nine picking Tiger basketball against the point spread. You are eight and nine and Johnny is seven and ten. I won't say money management. I've been really lucky on two or three, uh, he- heavier plays mm-hmm. to get to where I am. I am at 1350. You are at 750 and Johnny is at 635 and Johnny weighs in with this one laying the 11 and a half on the Tigers. For fifty dollars. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls here to cover the eleven and a half. I think you know this is it's going to be impact as, as much as you know we can sit here and talk about it. Uh, it's going to be the 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 fans not being there, and I think a lot of fans will choose not to show up for good reason. I don't think people should show up to the game tonight. Um, be you know. Take care of yourself, be safe, and watch it on TV. But that's going to play uh, and impact this Tiger team. Uh, and I think it'll do the same to USF. But I think we could get a slow start for the Tigers. Kind of something we've seen in some of these other home conference games. And so I think it's close towards the end. I think they can pull away. But um, I'm going to go with USF here. I will go $80.
Eighty dollars, big wager. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go twenty five in the money management play, That's but smart. I'm going to take USF as well. I had Wichita State Sunday afternoon. What even close? Uh, Johnny had Wichita State. You had Memphis. I had the Tigers against Texas San Antonio. In fact, we, uh, we both of us did. Johnny had Texas San Antonio. We all had a group lock over SMU, and it was just too many points to get there. Seven and a half. We all went group lock at Tulsa, fortunate to win. Sure didn't get to the nine and a half. We all went group lock against Austin P, and that was way too many points. <laughs> only won by eleven. Tigers laying big points there, so it's been it's been tough to to catch up with them and and really get in a routine with them. And it just as sure as I pick one way, that goes the other. Yeah, I mean it's it's been hard to figure this team out this year because uh, you know not as in you know how good are they? We know they're good. They've been winning games. They've been doing what they need to do. But in terms of the Vegas lines, it's kind of hard to figure this team out because with them being a top ten team, with them you know showing what they can do against a team like Wichita State, blowing them out, these lines are reflecting that they are. And then you know the Tigers can come out slow one night and and, and you know you get caught on on a game against Austin P or something. It's why Vegas is in busy in right. business. They, they they they'll take they'll take eight nine they'll take oh, around yeah. five hundred. Just collect that juice all oh, year. Yeah, yeah, no, they love it. They love it, and they're they're good at it. That's why uh, they're out in Vegas. They're they're really good. I was surprised FAU is big a favorite tonight at home against Wichita State. I think that's a public reaction mm. to what the Tigers did to Wichita State Sunday. Yeah, no, I I definitely think it is. You know, when you see uh, Wichita State at home and and them just get kind of blown out in the fashion they did, and then when you go and look at what Wichita State has done, I mean, they have really struggled. You know, a loss against Missouri, loss against San Diego State. Their one win um, since November was at home against Southern Illinois. After that, Kansas State, Kansas, North Texas, Temple, uh, Memphis. They have really struggled. Um, they played really close in a lot of those games, but I do think, you know, when you see Memphis going into Wichita and hanging 112 and beating them the way they did, I think that's a big reaction, um, and, and it's going to be a, an interesting game to watch tonight uh, against Florida Atlantic. Tiger basketball tonight at FedEx Forum, but everybody be safe. Yeah. Just watch at home tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock. We'll have the beat writer mm-hmm. for the commercial appeal. Jason Munns joining us. It's presented by Jim's Place Grill. Every Friday we talk with Jason Munns through the college basketball season about the hometown Tigers and Jim's Place Grill. It's been the hometown go-to restaurant for over a 100 years with charcoal grill steaks over 100 years of celebration, family time, and lasting fun memory sports and otherwise. The Terrace family with their touch for our community, recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in Collierville at the railroad tracks at Poplar and Houston Levy. Online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the E in grill. Every steak grilled perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place and taste and see the difference. This weekend, everybody's going to really want to be getting out, and they'll be ready for you. Lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Dinner hours, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9.30. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark. Hard work, values, and a dedication to their loyal diners, new and old alike, the Terrace family. They've created a memorable dining experience. The lunch menu, the staples like the shrimp cocktail, the crab cakes, the souffle man, those salad dressings, all homemade. At dinner, the soups, the seafood, the calamari, and those steaks that they're famous for, ribeye, strips, and fillets. Great bar area, all at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville.
Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we talked about the Tigers and their game tonight, but the Grizzlies also in action tonight on the road in Minnesota. A TNT game tonight tipping off at 9 o'clock. So let's get to a break. When we come back, we're talking Grizzlies. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. We get a little bit of a Memphis basketball marathon almost tonight with the both the Tigers and the Grizzlies in action. Tigers at 6 o'clock on ESPN and then at 9 o'clock over on TNT, Grizzlies and Timberwolves. Grizzlies on the road in Minnesota right now. Uh, the Timberwolves a massive 12.5 point favorite at home. We know what all the Grizzlies are missing right now with injuries, who they'll be playing. And right now the Timberwolves 29-11 and on the season, 16-2 and at home and sitting atop the Western Conference standings. Uh, Brett, what do you expect to see tonight uh, for the Grizzlies in Minnesota? It's going to be rough. This whole road trip is going to be very challenging mm-hmm. against the first-place team in the West. Second-best record overall in the NBA, 725 basketball. The T-Wolves are playing only Boston with one better than that at 780. And then in Chicago on Saturday, and that's a team in the playoff mix. Right now they'd be the nine seed in the East. And then at Toronto, we saw what Toronto did to the Grizzlies a week ago last night here at FedEx Forum, and then in the road trip against Eric Spolster in one of the best systems, one of the best cultures in all of sport, and that's the Miami Heat with him coaching it and Pat Riley running it. Mm -hmm. That is a formidable duo. I saw a good article today out there that there's no, and I agree with this, especially after the performance uh, this summer at the World Cup, there's no way Steve Kerr should be head coach. I don't care how dream teamy it gets at the Paris Olympics. It, it, it's it's time to spend, send Eric Spolstra mm. as, as head coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see Spo out there. I mean, what he has done um, with that Heat organization has just been unbelievable. And his rise, the story of getting to where he is now is, is incredible. And he's an unbelievable uh, head coach. I wouldn't mind that at all. That, that whole organization from top to bottom, it's got a, a lot of those NBA lifer stories starting there in the, the mail room and working all the way up. They, 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 they have done that. Andy Ellsberg, uh, notably in that front office has done that. But tonight it's, it's going to be rough for the Grizzlies and it will be for the rest of the year. Tonight is the halfway point of the NBA season. In just a nightmarish year. I don't, I don't know what people thought the record would be after 41, but I don't think many had 15 wins. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it, the sky was the limit before the season started, and it was the the biggest fear for everybody was what do you do in these first twenty five games without John Moran, and then once that's over, you got him back, and and, and you know you start just that survive, climb, just well, survive, they did. and they didn't survive that, and then you get him back, plays nine games, and then right back out with along with pretty much everybody else on the team. Yeah, and the, kind of the final, you know, just what else can go wrong. 
was last Friday night with, with Desmond Bain and now him being injured. The other day I said, you know, get to late March and shut down Jaron Jackson. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I really uh, want, want to see that. Mm. I think he's got to be in there. Yeah. And when we get to big number of the day, I'm, I'm going to have that around him. I think he needs to play and, and I think he needs to learn to become the leader of this team and be a professional Mm -hmm. and being a professional is out there in these kind of years instead of, instead of shutting it down and, and all the maintenance and all the, you know, you know, kind of propping up that's been done of him. This, this is six years now and, and it's time for him. You know, he's, he's getting older as a, as a player, certainly still very young and in in prime years. And we want him to be with the Grizzlies, but I think he's got to be in there. He's got to be, uh, instead of kind of just the class clown, he's got to be the leader of the team. Yeah, no, I, I think so, and I think uh, you know this is is a good opportunity being that veteran and uh, you know being around a, a lot of really really young guys. I mean, you look around; it's a lot of guys. You know, you got Gigi out there that's nineteen. You got you know Vince Williams that you know played a, a, a lot in college, but is you know very young in terms of the NBA. They need him out there. Zaire, they need him, and it would be a, it would be really good for him to be out there. I know I saw uh, the other day uh, when one of the games that he was out, and and you saw Zaire out there kind of. Leading the huddles and and kind of being that voice out there and that leader, I think that's also good for those young guys to, to it, get that it experience. It is, but, but this isn't Zaire Williams' team. No, it's that, not. And, and that, that's my that's my kind of overarching yeah, point and, and, uh, uh, along this subject right. line is it's it's time for Jaron Jackson to be out there. And part of being a pro is sometimes eating that bad year well, and for that's, the team. That's my point of of you've got Zaire out there, and and if you have Jaron out there, when you have Jaron and Ja and Desmond, you know Jaron is not the voice out there. But when you have Jaron out there, when Zaire's being the voice, Jaron is immediately the voice, and and, and right. I think that's good for him um, to kind of come into that leadership role and and you can do that with a lot of young guys. So, you know, it's going to be uh it's going to be fun to watch this team. I've really enjoyed watching these young guys and seeing them compete and seeing them improve. And so I think we'll we'll see more of that tonight. Yeah, I I I think we will as well. We could go today we were at Sissy's Log Cabin for the big grand opening. We know the weather's been challenging, but soon you'll be able to get back out and visit that new location at 4542 Popper where Bill Jones, his great team, they're here to stay. Some blow in overnight and then gone, not not Sissy's Log Cabin. They're here to stay. The official jeweler of the Memphis Tigers, official jeweler of the Memphis Grizzlies, and with us all football season, when we would look back at the weekend in the SEC on Monday, they're mid- the Mid South, they have the Mid South's largest selection of one of a kind jewelry, engagement rings, wedding bands, necklaces, earrings, and we know what's coming up. Valentine's. That's where you need to go shopping now for Valentine's. 9,000 square feet in Laurelwood with expanded lines for Rolex, Cartier, diamonds, and more. Since 1970, with locations all across the Mid South, all under the, the frozen tundra right now in Arkansas and Tennessee. Sissies, they offer a selection of diamonds, estate jewelry, and fine gifts. And again, the official jeweler for the Tigers and the Grizzlies and the FedEx Forum Lounge and that floor seating. Unsurpassed value, exceptional service, expansive selection, and an extraordinary shopping experience. Because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Well, one hour down, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're talking Tigers with Greg Gaston. We'll be right back. 